that will influence how we reason. And then that also, how we also reason will also affect how we speak and how we act. When we were little children, when we dealt with coins, we had a bigger coin, but it was of lesser value. So you show a child, and, we have, and, the, and the smaller coin was of larger value. But you, you pick a child, and you ask the child to choose one, and invariably the, the child will choose the bigger one. Because the child's reasoning ability they didn't know that the one that looked smaller was of more value. So at times when we think or we reason as children, that obviously affects our choices. And let me briefly relate it to church. At times we come to church and we think that the church owes us everything. Without thinking that we are here for ourselves, we are here with the destiny of getting to heaven. So at times, we may be tempted to think that when I come to church, I'm doing the leadership a favor. No. When I come to church, I'm doing my, myself a favor. Because what one person can do, the Bible tells us, two people can do far, far better than what a single person can do. And as we also come together, we get edified as people sing. We get edified as people share testimony. We get edified as people share the word of God. At times, the, the fact that I even come to church, even when I'm not very much well, or even don't feel like coming, you come and the music and all that goes on, the presence of God, we leave, we leave church and we see that we have been revitalized. Yes. This is just an example from the church content that when we think as children, we are thinking we are doing the church a favor or mainly the leadership a favor by coming. But when we come, we are doing ourselves the favor. When he mentioned six men's counseling, some of us maybe were not comfortable with it. <laughs> but as he said, if we spend three years learning how to do people's hair, if we spend several years learning how to be good craftsman or craftswoman, which at times we put aside, 
then it is imperative or it is instructive that we, we give attention to the premarital counseling. So, these are a few things, primary comments, even as we look at the theme. Growth. In the context of personal growth. But today, there are two things which I want to bring to our attention, which I believe will help all of us who want to grow, to grow. No mommy you know. And I yeah, I agree. Safi, ye pesi ye njini wa uradimu, na ye njini wa brabu yemu. No mami yenu, ena me pesi ye kuinga guni esisu. The first one we are picking it from First Timothy, chapter three, verses fourteen and fifteen. If we want to grow. If you want to have personal growth, then these two things or these two passages will help us. These things, this is Paul writing a letter to Timothy, who was a young man and in charge of a very big church in Ephesus. These things I, Paul, write to you. If you could. Stop, it will help me. These things I write to you, Timothy, though I hope to come to you shortly. Please continue for me. But if I, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know that how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The church. Inspiration City Church. A local church. Like all other local churches. Is the pillar. And the foundation. Of truth. There's no way. We can ignore the church. And grow. So I told you, you're going to say amen to that. Amen. Because there are a lot of lies and half-truths all over the place. Ministers who will take advantage of you. Church members who will take advantage of you. People who will treat scriptures to deceive you. But the Bible is saying that in a local church like ours, it is the pillar and the foundation of truth. Wow. Wow. Without foundation, nobody can build. And I'm told if you want to build seven story, 
the deeper will be the foundation. For if you don't do that, it will crumble. And without the pillars, <laughs> there will be no superstructure. And I'm saying that God's own statement is saying that in this world of lies and half-truths, in the local church is the truth. And the local church is the pillar yes. and the foundation yes. of truth. Therefore, it is important that we have to take our participation in the local church very, very seriously. Amen. I remember as a young Christian, also I was struggling how to open, they said Hebrews. <laughs> and I was struggling how to open Hebrews. And then a lady sitting by, by me picked my Bible and opened Hebrews for me. Wow. I've never forgotten that one. Yeah. But for her, by the time I found where Hebrews, the book of Hebrew is, they would have finished reading the text. Right. So we, we come to church, I'm struggling. And somebody will help me to stand. Wow. Amen. It is only the local church that you will find somebody who will help you to open the Bible. Amen. Amen. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't know the person's name, but I believe that when we meet in heaven, she will rise to me and say, or say, I'm the one who will help you Way back in 1972, wow. when we were struggling, <laughs> I'm the one who helped you. And I will hug her and say, thank you very much. Wow. I also remember as a young Christian, I will read the Bible and I will not understand. I've been taught to read the Bible. So I was reading the Bible, but I could not understand what I was reading. Then one day, a brother called John Micah walked into my room, Legon Hall, and said, oh, say, give me one prayer topic, and I promise to pray for you every day. After three months, I, I went and said, hey, Brother Mike, stop praying. For now, when I read the Bible, wow. I understand. Wow. I believe that that formed the genesis of my ability to understand the Bible up to this day. Yeah. All that I'm trying to say is that for us to grow and to mature in this life, we need a local church. Therefore, let us be active 
members of the local church. If you've been coming as a visitor, this is the time at the beginning of the year to declare your membership. And whatever the church is doing, please be involved. Because the church, the local church, is the pillar and the foundation of truth. It will protect you. I'm told those who work at the bank, they don't learn what counterfeit money is. But I'm told you school them what the real money is. And therefore, when they pick a counterfeit, they will know this is a counterfeit. The local church will tell you what is the truth. And therefore, you can smell counterfeit. Miles away. So, I'm going to bank. I'm going to bank. I'm going Hallelujah. So we all need a local church. I remember years back when I joined First Baptist Church. I joined First Baptist Church in April. In October, the senior pastor left. And when the senior pastor left, also for about 300 people also left. Wow. So imagine a new minister coming to help the senior. He leaves in October. But I remember one day, a young lady visited me at the office. All that he said was that Osofo Wow. That's all that the lady said. Wow. And I felt so much encouraged. It was later on that I told her, I stayed because of that sentence. That was so full. We all need a local church to be able to grow, to be able to mature. And I remember that same day I came to church, Osofu, and the brother came to Osofu, we will help you. Amen. So one of them had a vehicle. So every Saturday, at that time I was staying in Tama Committee 9, and the church is at Committee 5. Every Saturday he would come and pick me. And between 10 and 12 midnight, we will pray. We'll pray. Wow. We'll pray. Wow. By December, almost all the people that had left came back. Wow. Oh, you are clapping, it's weak. So I'm saying that for us to grow. We need encouragers. Yes. Like the lady who came to encourage me. We need helpers. Like the guy who was picking me at 10 p.m. 
We need people who will help us to open our Bibles. We need people who will pick a single prayer topic. And faithfully pray for you. We need a local church to be able to grow. To be able to fulfill all that God wants us to do. I beg you. Take your membership with all the seriousness. You need the church more than the church needs you. I tell people, look, nobody is indispensable in God's house. I, when I, I, I used to tell people, when I die today, when I was pastoring, active service, the church will have to come to church before they were now that our software is dead. So it means I'm not indispensable. And see, therefore, <laughs> we need the church. We need the local church. More than the local church needs us. Yes, our gifts and all those ones are needed. But I tell you, in God's house, nobody is indispensable. You see, at times when we are children, we think we are indispensable. We think, I tell you, if this God can raise souls to come and praise him, nobody, including the ones speaking, is indispensable in God's house. I've retired since 2015. And First Baptist is making strides. At the time you go there, they, 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 they don't know you. <laughs> and you want to park your vehicle, they say, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> say, oh. But I understand them. Because they, they've been giving instruction <laughs> not to allow any stranger come and park his vehicle. Wow. Therefore, the church is the pillar and the foundation of truth. We need a church. We need a local church. Be established here. This is a good church. If you stay, you have a future. Where you are going to get married and we are going to bring forth children and we are going to get a bigger place and celebrate our weddings. What are you going to say, Amen? So let, let us continue a little. Please, let's continue. Yeah, with, with the, maybe we get to the verse 15, 16. Well, I with the pillar. And without controversy, grace is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justifying the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed Believe on in the world, received up in glory. Is that is that all? And this is talking about Jesus Christ. 
When we talk about the chair, we are talking about Jesus Christ. Yes. The one who loved us and gave his life for us. And as long as he is with us, he will make sure our needs are met. Amen. Let's look at Romans 8, verse, verses 31 and 32. Oh, Romans say 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Read on. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? When we talk about the church, we're talking about Jesus Christ who sacrificed everything to die for the church. And he's saying that because God did not spare him and gave him unto us, this God will add all things Amen. unto him Amen. for us. Yes. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, and when you join his church as you have joined, God, this creator of heaven and earth, yes. will add all things yes. unto us. Yes. Friends, to grow in every aspect of our lives, we need the church. We may find somebody in the church who asks you, what are you doing? And you say, I don't have anything doing. Who will be able to connect you? You may find somebody who will love you and tell you, please, this is not the way we do things. And when they do that, they shape us. Not only spiritually, but they shape us also socially. Amen. We need the church Amen. to do that. It is a ceremony. A brother can in Yinua Semi. I call you a saying in a Yinua Semi. The American is saying, Say a betting man Yinni or Homo. Say a betting man Abrabwe munyina yehia asore no obi betene tene yen obi behun se ah mehia moa na waboa me wonso behun se obi hia moa na wonso wa aboa no na kire se pemoa na ye pem Amen. So, th so that is the first thing I wanted to share. Now I'll go on to the second thing. And that is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy 3. Somebody should 
If we go. But Paul and Apostle, oh, uh, chapter 3. Chapter 3, please. Okay. But know that this, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Read on. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, ungodly, unholy. It goes on and goes on and goes on. And we are already in the perilous times. Go to the social media. The various sites. And all those ones. It means that we are actually in tough times. And we, and we have to be adults, to mature, so that nobody takes advantage of us. But let us jump to lovers of pressure <laughs> rather than lovers of God. Let's jump to verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance. Persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endure. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Let's, let's get back to the verse 10. So Paul said, Timothy, I taught you. You followed all my doctrine. Friends, we need to sit so that others will teach us. Amen. Since the bulk of you are young people, I'm not going to talk about the parental responsibility of making sure that the children stop being, <laughs> being children and thinking that their father has everything. And therefore, all manner of demands. But at times, even you are, you are wishing that it will not be daytime. <laughs> because you don't have the money to give to the child. But the child thinks that <laughs> you have it all. So, that is parental responsibility. And Esther, one thing. That worried me, Joseph, about this generation. Our generation, I believe your parents, had a tough taking care of you. You are better off than when we were at our time. So at time I say to myself, you have greater responsibility in helping your children to stop being children. Yes. 
Because now they don't have to pray for pen. Yeah. I used to pray as a law student when my pen was getting finished. I said, God, please, wow. when am I going to get the next big? <laughs> but my children didn't have to worry that way. So, there have to be different ways of schooling them, of making them understand that you can't forever be a child, asking for everything. I don't know how your generation is going to handle it. But I've said that because you are young people, I'm not getting into that. But he talks about followed, Timothy followed Paul's doctrine, manner of life, purpose, friends, to grow, to mature. We need purpose in life. Amen. If I don't have purpose in life, how will I grow? But if I have a purpose in life, I want to be this, I want to be that. Then I want to go through every extent to make sure that I get it done. So, for us to mature, stop being children, (laughs) we have to have purpose in life. We also have to have faith. Faith in ourselves. That God is able to help me. Faith in the living God. That this living God, the creator of heaven and earth, is capable of helping me. Faith in God. Faith in the living God. For he is the creator of heaven and earth. Friends, there's nothing that God cannot do. Oh, I thought you were going to say amen. He is the creator of heaven and earth. Yes. I remember some years back, a church asked me to do a program at Kade. And when I closed, they gave me an envelope. When I look at the envelope, all that the envelope could do was to bring me to Suhum. <laughs> <laughs> so I came to Suhum. And I stood and said, God, I want to do your work. This money is finished. I'm going to Kumasi. So I stood there. Then a guy in a yellow Benz passed, came back. At that time, I was a young man. So I said, young man, where are you going? I said, Kumasi. He said, come inside. Wow. But even, even though after I sat, sat in, I was a bit afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but, but friend, what I'm trying to say is that for us to grow, yes. we have to have faith in God. 
Let's go to Judges chapter 3, maybe verse 2. So this could be there, and then somebody can read the Judges for me so that it will be faster. Judges 3, verse 2. Yes, please. It was only in order that. Okay, then, then maybe start from verse 1. Now, these are the nations that the Lord left. These are the nations that the Lord left. To test Israel by them. To test Israel by them. That is, all in Israel who had not experienced all the wars in Canaan. Continue. It was only in order that mm -hmm. the generations of the people of Israel mm -hmm. might know war. It's, it's also okay. Amen. So, friends, in this life, for us to grow, God will be leading, living little, little problems. Well, I told you, you're going to save me today. <laughs> yes. So, he deliberately left some of the nations unconquered so that the generations will be taught warfare and they were not doing this warfare with rubber bullets no proper warfare wow. oh, I thought you were going to say me to that so I'm saying that in order for us to mature to move from childhood to adulthood God will deliberately leave some little two problems. Amen. Amen. So that as we go through those problems and we begin to have testimonies of our own yes. and begin to see how powerful this God is. Amen. Then we are maturing. Amen. For it is true that if we have not learned how to kill a bear and a lion, friend, there's no way you can kill Goliath. Yeah, that's true. No way. Ah, that's true. No way. Some of us want to kill Goliath. But when God brought the, the lion, we ran away. After service, you are chasing Mama Esther. You are, you are chasing, can I get whatever? Learn to kill your own lion. Yes. If you learn to pray for God to give you transport home, then next time God will give you the money to marry the lady. So when God saw that David had learned how to kill lions, he didn't bring a lion. He bring a bear. I'm told that one is fat, fatter. So he said, David, you've graduated. How to kill lions. Now I'm bringing another one. Yes, a bigger one. Hallelujah. And therefore, when he came to the killing of Goliath, and yes, and even the soldiers were running away, he said, look, I'm going to kill you. Because the same God who helped me to kill the bear and the lion, this God will help me. Friends, we mature. 
but learning how to kill lions. And you know, he did it with the bare hands. When God is with us, there's nothing that we cannot do. Let us stop running away and chasing people always to solve our problem. There's no way. I teach at a seminary, I've stopped doing group work. This day, I don't give them group work. Because you give them group work, not, some of them, they are not going to research. So this day, I say, you are doing it alone. So, <laughs> group work may be good, but I'm saying that for us to be matured, for us to stop being children, God will bring the lion. Yes. And when the lion has been dealt with, God will bring a bear. Yes. Oh, he's preparing you for the day, yes. for the day that he's going to crown you. Yes. When everybody is running away. Oh, and you'll bring Goliath. And you'll kill Goliath. And the woman will sing. Oh, Saul could only deal with thousands. David has done with tens of thousands. Let others be green-eyed. Your faith in the Lord is producing results. So we need, oh, oh please, let's get back to the Timothy. Faith, long suffering, perseverance. These are also critical. Also, for I have friends who are not able to stay at two years at a place because little problem they are living. But we are told rolling, rolling stones don't do what? When we're children, rolling stones or goddess, no. Our <laughs> generation. <laughs> okay. You see, so little problem and they are living. It's not every problem that we run away from. Yes. I tell people, I tell when you when you run away from that problem, you are going to meet three sisters of that same problem at where you are going. So we need long suffering. We need perseverance. Perseverance is going beyond your strength. Perseverance. It's going beyond our strength. For us to mature, we need perseverance. We need to forge on, even when it is tough. For the, for the light will very soon be at the end of the tunnel. Amen. Say a Say I don't want to talk about that because you all know what that stands for. <laughs> Let's continue. Persecutions, afflictions. 
persecutions, afflictions, difficulties. Persecution is when you, when, 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 when you have not done anything to the person. He looks at you, you are too short, like I am. And therefore, the person hates you. And you've not met the person since Adam. Persecution. Adam, because of your faith, because you are not doing as they are doing. So they will laugh at you at your back. At I'm in front of you. But let us stand firm. Amen. We are not going to chicken out. Amen. Because somebody wants to give us his or her values. We are believing Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are walking with the values of God. Yes. Our citizenship is of heaven. And we are not going to chicken out yes. for anybody. Amen. So persecutions, afflictions. But I want to end with this. And out, and out of all, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Amen. Friends, we are serving a God yes. who never abandons his people. Let's look at Psalm 94, verse 16. Yes, Amen. 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 Psalm 94. Okay. Then maybe let's take a, a, a. 18. Okay, then maybe go to 14. If I don't get it, I will summarize what is there. The Lord will not cast off his people. Will he, he will he, sorry, nor will he forsake his inheritance. Friends, we are the people of God. Amen. God is not a politician. Yes. God does not forsake his people. Amen. Well, I thought you were going to shout amen. amen. God does not forsake his people. Amen. We are his people. We are his inheritance. We are the people by which she, he shamed the devil. Amen. And therefore he will not leave us. Amen. Friends. We need a church to mature. Amen. We go through some of these things. <laughs> they are not meant to kill us. They are meant to mature us. They are meant to stop us, permit me to say, from being children. They are meant to make us think and reason as adults. The Hebrew boy said, Nana, you don't have to worry yourself. Our God, Our God. is capable yes. of delivering us. But even assuming that he doesn't, there's no way 
we will bow. Amen. May the Lord help us. Amen. May the Lord give us the grace Amen. to live childhood yes. into adulthood. Yes. I will give it to us all to lead us in a time of prayer. Lift up your voice and just pray to the Lord. Just pray to the Lord. Lift up your voice and pray. What have you heard today? Speak to the Lord about it. What has the Lord touched your heart with? Just speak to Him. God will not forsake His people. Pray to the Lord that He will not forsake you. Pray that the Lord will keep you. He will help you no matter the challenges, the difficulties, the problem, whatever issues that you are in. Pray. Oh, yes. Lift up your voice and pray that, oh, Lord, help me. to Help me, Lord. Deliver me in the name of Jesus. And I lift up your voice and pray also. Oh, yes. The man of God said, we need the church. What about you? How is your commitment? How is your dedication? How are your things in the church? Pray that the Lord will help you. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and just pray, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What are the challenges? What are the pediments? What are the things that stop you from committing yourself, committing your life? In the mighty name of Jesus, pray that the Lord will help you. So that you put all childish things aside. So that you will grow. So that you will mature. And become a strong Christian. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord help us. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray. Yes, Lord. That help us. Help us, Lord. Let the word us come for today. Mm. Let us be doers of your word. Amen. And not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. The seeds that have sown today, I pray. Amen. That Lord, let it grow. Amen. And become a big tree. Amen. That will produce fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We give you praise, O oh Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.